Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. blessing us to be in the house of the Lord again and we thank God for that wonderful prayer so if we get ready to take a look and we're going to go into the word of the Lord on today you that have your Bibles we thank God for each and every one of you again and again and again well you got your word we're going to get into the word on today we'll be coming out of the book of Corinthians first Corinthians the second chapter we're going to come out of this particular book I got three scriptures I'm going to cover with you all I um, I promise I, I'm looking for not being long, don't want to be long, don't even mean to go long anyway, stay within our allotted time is always my uh, intentions. But I want to use today for a thought uh, two kinds of people, two kinds of people, there, there are two kinds of people coming from a biblical or biblical point of view. Now, there, there are other viewpoints out there. People say, well, I heard folks say that there are three kinds of people. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that just a little bit. But actually, there's only two when it comes down to uh, uh, the biblical point of view about people. There's only two kinds. Well, I, at, at once upon a time, I myself, I must confess, I thought that there was three kinds. But when I studied my word and when God continued to reveal revelations to me about his word and about his people, I had to conclude this teach the scripture only teach two kinds. I heard a, a, a pastor on uh, this week, very renowned pastor. He's deceased, going on to heaven. Uh, he pastored a large uh, church here uh, in the city of Memphis, very large congregation. And I heard him teaching on this, and he was saying that there was three kinds of people. And he was right to a degree, and he was off just a little bit because he couldn't explain but only two. We're going to get into the two. He can only explain two of them. I listened closely uh, the three kinds that he was going to uh, tell us about, the three kinds that he was going to tell us about. But he only got to two because there are, there are only two. And the third kind, the Bible do mention uh, a third type of a person, but I want to show to you today that that third type person that Paul mentioned is the same as the first. Are y'all listening to me? So we'll find out that there's only two. And of course, uh, we heard people say, I was talking with somebody, I said, you know, you know that there's three kinds, there, there, there are two kinds of people. And, uh, and they say, well, yeah, okay. Well, who, I said, well, do you know who they are? And they say, well, the do's and the don'ts. <laughs> well, the, 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 the workers and the slackers, uh, the haves and the have-nots. Well, all that sounds good, but we're going to get into the Bible, and we're going to see what the Bible said. The haves and the have-nots, the rich and the poor, uh, the saints and the sinners, uh, or the saved and the unsaved. Let, let's see what God said about it in his word, the two kinds of people. You got your word, Corinthians, the second chapter. Take a look at this right here. First Corinthians, the second chapter. I want to start reading at a verse, verse number 12. I'm going to read down. Within these scriptures here, 12 through 16, Paul deal with these two types of people. And then I'm going to go down into the third chapter. He deal with the, uh, uh, the, the third 
uh, uh, type of person that sort of uh, uh, it seem as though there's a third type. But when we get through with the th uh, third chapter of Corinthians, you're going to find out that the third type is the same one in the first. You'll see this as we read. Uh, one and twelve, First Corinthians. Uh, uh, I said, okay, the second chapter. I'm sorry. First Corinthians, second chapter, and verse number 12. And it reads like this. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. Oh, that's, that's wonderful right there. Awesome. Lord, I thank you for right there. We, God's people, God's people, we have not received the spirit of the world. Now, the world has a spirit. Oh, yeah. And, and the spirit of the world is operating. But I thank God that, that Paul made a distinction here that the, we, the church folks, the people of God, do not have the spirit that the world has. Why? Because the spirit that the world has will cause us to love the world and the things of the world and be in, in love and just want to do the things that the world does. But he said, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. That's the one that we got. The spirit. So that 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 throws a a a a a, a, a wrench in the in, in the works right there. Let us know that there's two spirits: spirit of the world and there's the spirit of God, which is going to help us understand the two kinds of people: the spirit of the world and the spirit of God. There's only two. Now he said, "We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the thing that are freely given to us of God." How would you know the things that God has given you if you didn't have the spirit of God in you to know the difference? This is how I know the things that God allowed me to do, allow you to do, is good for us to do. It's the spirit that God that God has placed within us, and the spirit that He placed within us let us know when we are in agreement with our Lord's will. Okay, so God, God, He believes in checks and balances. God will let you know that hey, don't do this, don't go there, don't say this, don't say that. Have a holy conversation, not a whole unholy conversation. So by the spirit of God, it lets us know the things that are freely given to us, the things that are freely allowed uh, uh, by us to uh, participate in. But why? Because the spirit of God. Have you ever been doing something and, and, and you sort of felt a little a condemnation in your spirit? You just and you were doing it, but it didn't set well. It, it sort of felt wrong but maybe you still did it that's the spirit of god giving us a letting us know that hey uh this is this is something you might ought to take a look at god lets you know when you're right god lets you know when you're wrong he gonna teach us his way he said when you get the holy spirit he gonna teach us his way so there's a lot of things god god believe in checks and balance he'll give you a little nudge to let you know that, hey, you're going, amen, you're going astray. So that we might know the thing that are freely given to us of God. There it is. Now, verse 13, check this out. Which thing also we speak? Paul said we speak about the thing that are freely given to us. If the things are the things that's not freely given to us, you will know because we think about we speak about the things that are freely given to us. Not in the words which man's wisdom teach. Now, but but with but which the Holy Ghost teaches comparing spiritual thing with spiritual things. So what Paul is saying here, uh, what we do, we we the things that we speak 
We don't speak them in the words of man's wisdom. There is the wisdom of God and there's the wisdom of the world. But, but, with, the, but with the Holy Ghost teaches comparing spiritual thing to spiritual thing. You know, you got to know how to compare God. Compare the, the work of God, the things of God, spiritual thing with spiritual things. And we compare it and we compare that. And the Lord let us see and let us know the difference. You got to compare things now. Look at the spirit of the world. Look at the spirit of the church. Look at the spirit of the world again. Now look at the spirit that the church is supposed to have. Now compare the two. Now if the two are, are, are just alike, I want to uh, let you know that something is seriously wrong. You got to compare the two. There, there must be a different, a uh, 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 large, I mean a big difference, dramatic difference between the spirit that's, that's in the world and the spirit that's within God, God's body. Okay, look, let's go on a little bit further. Comparing spiritual thing with spiritual thing. Verse 14 said, uh, but the natural man receive not the things of God. Now, the, the two kinds of people I want to talk about, number one, Paul starts off with the natural man. wonder why he starts off with the natural man and didn't just go straight to the spirit man. Because what the scripture said, uh, first natural, then spiritual. See, we were first born into the world. We weren't born a spiritual man. We were born a natural man. So it's the first natural, then spiritual. So we have to start with the natural man letting us know how this thing operates. He goes on to say, but the natural man receives not the things of the spirit of God. So there it is. Okay. So the, the, the two kinds of people, number one, is the natural man. Somebody said natural man. Now, we, we all been in the world before, and y'all y'all heard, we heard songs of, of this nature, songs of that nature, and we can all identify. I, I heard uh, uh, Aretha Franklin, she just sang a song, a great song that she sung one time, and, and the name of that song was, uh, 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 You Make Me Feel Just Like a Natural Woman. Now, I don't know where she was really getting into because uh, I'm not a woman, I wouldn't know how one feel anyway. But she was saying, you make me feel. I mean, I love the song. Who, who didn't love it when they, we heard it? You make me feel just like a natural woman. So, uh, but when I look up the, the word natural, the, the natural mean uh, uh, really worldly. Worldly, worldly. A natural man, a natural woman. You, you a woman of the world make you feel, mm, uh, uh, like a natural man or a natural, natural woman. In other words, I guess it's, it's just bring out the woman in her, uh, or her, his love or his, 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 his kindness that he show her, make her feel natural, make her feel like she is a woman, not a born again woman, not a born again man, but just like a, 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 a natural woman, a woman a, a woman that possessed everything that a woman had possessed. So his love brought out the woman in her. And so here Paul is saying, but the natural man, y'all see it, receives not the things of, of God. So we have number one, the natural man, and the things about this natural man, the scripture said, he do not receive the things of God, for they are foolishness unto him, that's, that, that's, that's something we need to take a look at. And neither can he know them because they are spiritually 
uh, discern. So the natural man is, 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 is number one type of people that the scripture talks about. The natural man, but notice what the natural man, he received not the things of God. So when I think about this natural man, think about a natural man that will not receive the things of God. I have to conclude that the natural man is nothing but a sinner. Can somebody say amen right there? Because sinners don't receive Jesus Christ. That's what a natural man, a natural man is a sinner. Because he said right here in the word, the natural man received not the thing of God. So if you don't receive the thing that God brings to us and gives us, you have rejected God Almighty. You are a sinner. That's the natural man. That's the natural man, a sinner. And this natural man thing, one thing we know about the natural man, the scripture said he received not the things of God, number one, uh, and, and number two, because, and then it said, because uh, he, they are foolish unto him. So natural man really don't understand why y'all go to church, why y'all pray, why you read the Bible, why you dress a certain way, why you, why you don't, why you, you know, why you do this and why you do that. They're because they're natural man. Natural man don't do not understand the things of God. He do not understand them. They are foolishness to him. And the reason why they are foolishness to him, they are because the things of God, they are spiritually discerned. So somebody says, I don't I just don't understand. You ever hear somebody tell you that? I just don't understand you. I just don't understand you. But they are they are they are they're spiritually discerned. A natural man won't understand the things of God when God tells us, separate yourself. Coming up in this world, we got to learn that there got to be a line of separation. Amen. Uh, 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 in our lives, I'm separated. Yeah, we love everybody and we don't look down on anyone, but, but yet we live separate lives. The kind of lifestyle that we live and the kind of lifestyle they live is it's separate. There's a line drawn. And so the natural man, that's the, that's the first kind of people here that Paul is talking about. He, uh, he, don't, he don't receive. This, this really right here is, is troubling. And because the Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever what, believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So this natural man, don't you understand that God came into the world to save sinners. He came into this world to save that natural man and that natural woman. Can somebody say praise the Lord right there? I thank you. I was once a natural man and in my sin, and the Lord came into this world to save that old natural man, that old natural woman. Yeah. Because I, 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 but here he said he received not the things of God. He because they're foolish to him, uh, and, and, and and he don't understand them. He don't know them because they're spiritual to discern. So how can you know the things of God? But that's the natural man. Now, number, number uh, look, look at the next verse here, verse fifteen. But he that is spiritual judges all things. That's the second type man. So we got the natural man which is nothing but a sinner. And then we got the spiritual man, uh, but for, for he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. Verse 16 said, For who know who has known the mind of Christ that he may instruct him, but we have the mind 
Who have known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. So you that are spiritual, you that are spiritual, we have the mind of Christ. So the mind of Christ is so much different than the mind of the natural man. Because remember, the natural man received not the things of God. But we are spiritual. We receive the things of Christ. He that is spiritual, uh, uh, he, he received the things of God. He said, we, we have the mind of Christ. And the mind, think about the mind that Jesus had. He said, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. It's written in the volume of the book that I come to do thy will, O God. So the mind of Christ would do the, was to do the will of the Father. So he said, we have the mind of Christ. So we have the mind of Christ. We have a mind to receive the things that are of God. So you got the natural man, which is nothing but a sinner. And then you have the spiritual man who has the mind of Christ to please the Father. So those are the two types of people that's in the world today. Now, I mean, there, we have a lot of good sayings, uh, you know, about uh, 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 the three kinds of folks. But now there's another one mentioned we're going to get down into in, in chapter three. But but uh, let me finish this up and, and I want to show you what we what we're going Say so for who who has known the mind of the Lord that it may instruct him. Nobody has. Nobody. The mind of the Lord, that, that the Lord is referring to God Almighty. But, but he said, but we have the mind of Christ, God's son. We have his mind. So those are the two kinds that Paul is talking about in chapter 2. Now, uh, uh, but there's another uh, mindset that he talks about in chapter 3. Well, brother, my brother, my uh, preacher man, sort of got thrown off. It's very, very important that you, that you know how to rightly divide the word of truth. It does not make uh, it matter uh, what university you went to. Because these things are spiritually discerned and they are given by God and it don't come out of a university. So, and then the writer of the, of the word of the Lord, he said, great men are not always wise. Oh, he may have passed a church of 15, 20,000, but that, that, don't, that don't mean anything. They make mistakes. They get in the Bible and they make blunders. They mess up the word of God. They stumble because they don't know it all. It doesn't matter who following them. They just got a, a, a itch, big education and got those big names behind them. They got the BA, the, the master of this and master of divinity, the doctrine of this and doctrine of that and doctor this and doctor that. It doesn't matter what's behind your name nor what's in front of your name. But when you don't know the word of God, you just don't know the word of God. Can somebody say amen? You just don't know the word of God. But I thank God for, for Jesus. Amen. So here, look at chapter 3. And Paul, he goes on in chapter 3, he's still co uh, continuing his conversation about these uh, two types of people. Chapter 3, Paul says, and I, I'm your apostle, I'm your pastor, I'm your leader, I, brethren, I, I could not speak unto you as spiritual. I couldn't, Paul said, now I, I couldn't, I couldn't, notice what he said, I, brethren, that means this man right here is a church man. He said, brethren, I could not speak to you as unto spiritual. Now, we know we got the natural man and we got the spiritual man. So Paul said, I couldn't talk to you as, as, as I was talking to a spiritual man, but I had to talk to you as unto carnal. 
So I had to talk to the brothers and, and some of the sisters just like I was speaking to a colonel man. And this throw the brothers off. This throw pastors off, making them think that there are three kinds of people. The natural man, the spiritual man, and the colonel man. Whereas I'm going to show you as we continue to read, the colonel man is the same as the natural man. Are y'all with me? Let's read. He said, I couldn't speak unto you, brethren, as unto spiritual, but as unto colonels, even as unto babe. Now he's talking about, the, now, now the colonel-minded man, there is a colonel-minded man. Now, first of all, the natural man is just a straight-out sinner. Straight-out sinner. Straight-up, straight-out sinner. Now, the colonel-man is, is, here's the colonel-man because he called him brethren. He said, I couldn't talk to you, brethren, as unto spirituals, but, but, but colonel. Because, I, even, as, even as babes, the colonel, the colonel man, uh, uh, because he said, verse number two said, he said, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. He said, I, didn't, I couldn't talk to you, uh, you know, uh, as a spiritual man, but I had to talk to you. I, I fed you with milk. And see, the Bible says they that have been given milk in the word, they're unskillful in the word. In other words, they're just a baby. And But he said, I spoke to you as, as babes. I fed you with milk and not with meat. Now, just think about that. I fed you with milk and not with meat. So what did this saying to me? What did this saying to us about this colonel man? I fed you with milk and not with meat. A baby don't know anything. A baby don't know anything. Y'all follow what I'm saying? They don't know the do's and the don'ts. They don't know not to do this and not to do that. So Paul said, I talk to some of you brethren just like I talk to babies. Babies don't know anything. So what we're dealing with here in the colonel man, man, we got people that's in the church that's supposed to be Christians. The brothers and sisters are supposed to be Christian, but they are colonel. They don't know anything. They don't know the do's and don'ts. In other words, Paul spoke to them, he preached to them, but they just didn't learn the word of the Lord. Some people in the church, and they just don't learn anything, they do not get better. And so these folks that are in the church, the so-called Christian that's in the church that didn't learn the word of God and didn't get better by being a member of the church of God, Paul called them colonel. He called them colonel. He said, y'all, just like babe, let's read on. Let me show you something else. He said, for I fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear, neither, not right now, yet you still not able to bear. Verse number three said, Paul goes on talking to this, this Christian. So these are really, 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 my Bible said immature Christians or immature believers. The immature, they're still babies, they're still childish. They still, they're not what they're not what it's for all, all to be in God. So, you know, we got to learn how to grow up in God. We, uh, the Bible said grow in grace and in the knowledge of what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. These Christians are not growing. And there's something wrong with, with, with the believers in the body of Christ when they do not grow. It's very important. We got to grow. Grow in grace each and every day. We got to grow week by week, month by month, year by year. We got to grow. I think God said, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Amen. The more I come to church, the more I read the word, the more I listen to pastor, the more I, I, I study, I'm, I'm getting better. We, we got to, we got God is all about increasing that you're growing. You know something wrong with that baby if you don't grow. 
If that baby do not grow, stay the same size, you know something is wrong. There's a defect. There's something going on. Something is not right. Well, churches are the same way. Christians are the same way. They go to church. They're immature, and they do not grow. They do not get better. Why? They do not apply the word of God to their lives, and they do not believe it. Churches are filled with Christians today. They go to church for a show. It's nothing but a show. They don't get no better. They just want to do their part in the choir. They just want to come to church and say, uh, just say, well, I'm a, I'm a member of, of, of Mount whatever it is, Mount Zion, Mount Missionary. I, I'm just a member over here. But they're not getting any better. But it's not about us just coming and coming and coming. We have to get better. So these people that go to church, but they still practicing the same lifestyle they had before they came to church or came to the Lord, these people are called Christians. Minded. And a kernel mind Christian or a kernel mind believer is just like the natural man. In other words, you still are a sinner. Can you say amen, somebody? Somebody say, oof, ouch. So there's not three kinds of folk. There's only two. The natural man, the spiritual man, the kernel man, he's still a sinner. So our churches are filled with sinners, church sinners. Amen, because they, they will not move on and get better, but let the word of God make you get better. So there's not no three kinds of folks. There's only two. He said, look at verse 3 again. Let me read it to you. Let me read it to you. For, for you are yet colonel. Colonel. And, and I'm, I'm sure, I'm, let me give you a Bible definition of what a colonel man is. Somebody said, well, Elder John, what's a colonel man? What's, 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 a, what's a natural? A natural man is just a sinner. A spiritual man is a man that has the mind of Christ. A kernel-minded man is a believer. They go to church. He, he go to church, pretend he's a believer, act like he or she is a believer. They come to church, but, but yet they still are a sinner. Hopefully get saved one day. A kernel-minded man, Paul gives the definition of kernel-minded man in verse number three. Here's it here right here. For ye are yet kernel, for whereas there is also among you envy. So a kernel-minded man is filled with envy. Let me, I give you the definition of what envy is. A colonel mind of man, he said, for there is among you envy in them and their strife and division. Are you not colonel and walk as men? That's the definition. That's a Bible definition of what a colonel mind of man is. A colonel mind of man does these, does these, he does these four things. He, he full of envying, he's full of strife, he's full of division, and he walk as men. Now let's look at each one of them one by one. Colonel man of man is, is filled with uh, 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 envy. Envy is nothing but jealousy. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Envy is nothing but jealousy. If you feel with jealousy about against your brother, about against your sister, about against anybody, if you feel with envy, you're a sinner. So you just like the natural man. There's no difference. We ain't gonna have a third class here. It's just one class. If you're jealous, you're a sinner. Because why? God that bless him will bless you. There's no reason for that. There's no room in the body of Christ for people to be jealous of one another. Because the same God that bless him will bless you. God that, God that let the sun come up on the just and on the, on the unjust. It rained on the just and the unjust. God is a good God. Amen. He, he, he don't just rain on. He ain't rain on three kinds of folk. He rain on good folks and bad folks. <laughs> we don't we put them in three different classes. It's only two. It's only two. And so, uh, so he said right here, for you are yet colonel. 
for worrying that envy, and envy is nothing but jealousy, and jealousy is something you got to pray to get out of your spirit because it's easy to look at somebody else's stuff and want it. Brothers and sisters, that, that, that's why Paul said, I talk to you as babies. This is what babies do. Babies look at another baby with a piece of candy and go and grab it. A baby look at another baby got something, something to eat on. Another baby look at it and he wanted, he go grab it. That's what they do. This is what babes do. Amen, somebody. Your colonel. Where is your colonel? And nothing but envy. He said envy and jealousy. And then the next word he says strife. What is strife? Strife is for anger and bitter conflict within the community, within one another. You know, a lot of churches, there's a lot of anger. Within families, there's a lot of anger. Within the families, there's a lot of conflict. Within family, there's a lot of uh, uh, bitterness. You know, some families can't get along. I know families right now can't get along. I know families right now always try to keep up stuff going on all the time for strife, strife. So if, if, if you're in a family, there's a lot of strife. You're in a family, there's a lot of bitterness. You're in a family where there's a lot of conflict. Who, who loves conflict? I, I don't love, I don't like conflict. I just like for everything to go smooth. It don't always go smooth, but that's the way I like for it to be. Let's just have a smooth operation. Let's come to church and praise the Lord. I ain't come to church to talk about the wig you got on. Man, you see that wig she got on? I'm not worried about the wig. You know, but, but you conflict, conflict, and stir up stuff. This brother against that brother. This sister against that sister. Can't we, uh, one man said, can't we all just get along? In the body of Christ, we got, we got to learn how to get along. And this is a problem that Paul was have it with the Corinthian church. The Corinthian church stirred up a lot of stuff within his congregation. And Paul said, y'all act just like babies. Y'all act just like babies. He said, I'm not you, Colonel. I can't even talk to you like I'm talking to a spiritual-minded person. I talk to you just like I'm talking to Colonel-minded people. I'm talking to you just like I would deal with the Son of Man. Now, you ain't got no business fighting up in the church. Fights will break up in the church. Arguments will break out up in the church. You know, and, and, and you just act like a sinner. And you know better. The house of God is not for that. And that's what Paul was saying. For you are colonel, for there's envy and there's strife. Uh-huh. And then he said, and there's division inside the church. Inside the church, Paul, the Corinthian church, there was a lot of division. These folks over here wouldn't fool with those folks. A lot of families, they are division. They, they won't fool with them. They, they won't fool with her. She won't fool with him. Oh, I don't fool with them. I don't fool with them. It's just division. Separate. Division, nothing but what? Separation. Separation. And see, in the body of Christ, we're supposed to be together. Uh, together we stand. Divided we fall. The devil want to keep all of us separated, divided. If we're the brothers and sisters, we can do more. It don't have to be a whole lot of us. We can do more if we will come together. Then, then we can get done divided. And that's the devil's job to keep us divided. Wherever there is division, God is not in there. Even if our world right now, we are a divided country. Y'all listening to me. The United States right now, we are more divided now than we have ever been before. Is it that keep us divided? Keeping divided where they can't talk. And it's going to get even worse as we go forward. Because they don't want us to come together as one. If we come together as one, we're going to be able to see something. You know, they couldn't build a tower of Babel because they were, they, were, they were divided. God came down and put division among them so they couldn't build this tower of Babel to heaven. And so the devil is so busy 
causing us to fight one another. I'm against you, you against me. We, we ain't going to never get nowhere together. If we come together and lay aside our differences, can we do that? And this is what God is all about. This is what was going on inside of the Corinthian church. These folk couldn't lay aside their differences. I, I know you like red, I like blue, but can we lay aside our differences and, and build a wall? Can we lay aside our differences and uh, help somebody that needs helping? You know, one thing I know, there are a few things in life that cause us to lay aside our differences and we can come together. Let a, let a, a, a great a, a, a crisis hit us. Let an earthquake come and, and just split the city wide open. Let, 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 let something come and, and have the city burn down. Old folk hungry and they need water. Uh, we lay aside everything then. Look, there ain't no time to be playing politics. Lay that stuff alive. Let's get these people some water. Let's get these folks some food. Let's help these folks. They hurting. Let's help them get back on their feet. And, you know, and, and, and that's that's one time that seemed like the only time we can come together when somebody half dead or somebody about to die. Well, man, he about to die. Can't come on. Let's help him. Yeah, let's help him. But I still remember what side he was on. Man, can we lay aside all that and help folks? But so the vision is one of the one of the, the key thing that the devil is going to use in the last day to keep us from getting together. We can't have good fellowship. We can't have good relationship. We can't have a good conversation because the the division. And then whenever there's a division, the Bible says God is not what y'all know it. He's not the author of confusion. He's not there. God wants us to be in peace and harmony. So, so this, this third individual that Paul talks about that keep all of this disturbing, all this division, all this separation, all this jealousy, all this anger, all this bitterness. And then lastly, he goes on to say, uh, division, he said, are uh, ye not colonel and walk as men. Y'all see that right there? They walk as men. And, <clears throat> excuse me. They walk as men. And if you walk as men walk, you're a sinner. The church folks, the deacons, the pastor, the choir member, whoever you are, if you walk like the men walk in the world, you just like them, you're a sinner. So there's no third class. This colonel mighty man, you walk like men, you're a sinner. I cannot walk like men. I don't care. I can be up here singing, oh, how I, oh, how I love Jesus, but I walk like men. And that's a problem with us today. That's a problem with us today. Oh, I love Jesus. God is so good. We sing, he's so wonderful. Oh, we sing our song, but we, but we will not live the life we sing about in our song. That, that makes up we walk as men. Don't sing about God and testify about the Lord, how good he is, and don't live what you testify and what you talk about. That makes up we walking as men. So there's no third class. There's only two. So the third class is the same makeup of the first class. The third class, just go to church and pretend. Are y'all listening to me this morning? The third class is the same as the first class. They just go to church and pretend. There's only two kinds. No matter what university you went to, you just missed this one if you didn't get it that way. So Paul is only teaching two classes of people. He talks about those folks that's in the world that don't receive God, and he talks about those folks that's in the church. You'd be surprised at folks that go to church with a Bible under their arm, in their hand, and they still don't receive the things of God. They're the same folks. Don't let them fool you. Don't let them fool you. God got them covered. On two kinds. On two kinds. 
So he said, you walk as men. For verse number four said, for while one said, I'm Paul, and another said, I'm Apollo. He said, I'm not you, Colonel. It's not all about that, who your pastor is. Well, I'm with Paul, I'm with Apollo. Well, you, Paul got to get these people to understand that, look, uh, uh, Apollos is a man of God. Paul, I, Paul, I'm a man of God. So there's no, it don't, it don't matter who you under as long as he's teaching the word of God. Well, I'm over here at Bellevue. Or I'm over here at Pentecostal Temple. Or I'm over here at Mount Zion. It doesn't matter where you are. If the man of God is teaching the word of God, we all brothers and sisters. Do that make sense to anybody up in here beside me? Paul said, woman said, I'm Paul. I'm Apollo. He said, I'm not you, Colonel. And then he goes on to try to explain it to them that it's the same. Who then is, who is Paul and who is Apollo? But minister by which you believe, even as the Lord gave to every man. So we got to get beside all that stuff. People, we got the wrong idea about how God works. Amen. The wrong idea how the Lord is working for us here. Now, let's go on just a little bit further. I'm going to show you something else and I'm going to let you go. Turn with me to, over to the book of Romans. Romans, the, uh, Romans, the eighth chapter. Well, before, before I go to Romans, let me go to Corinthians. We're still in Corinthians, right? Well, we just, okay, we just left Corinthians, the third chapter. We just did that. Now, my other verse is in Romans, the eighth chapter. Two kinds of people, just only two. And the, 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 uh, he, he, mentioned, he mentioned three aspects of a person, the natural man, the spiritual man, and the kernel man. He mentioned three aspects, but, but not three separate classes. You know, uh, uh, I, have you ever flown an airplane? Some of y'all flown. I, I don't know if they got a third class. I, I, I can give you a third class. I, I believe they got a third class. So y'all may not have heard of it. You can, fly, fly, you can fly first class where you sit up front. You get the best seats with more comfortable. And they, they maybe even give you complimentary things, complimentary drinks or what have you. But they treat, the, they treat the people that fly first class better. Now, the people that fly, fly second class, they tell me, uh, the seats are tight. You may not have enough room to, 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 to stretch out, to lean back, or you lean back in somebody left behind you. So second class folk play, pays a little, a smaller uh, 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 amount, a lesser amount than the people that fly first class. That makes sense to anybody? Some people love, they said that. I, I heard Steve Hall, he was saying, y'all ever flew, flew first class? Is you fly first class one time, you, you, won't, you won't fly second class no more because they spoil you. They treat you much better. He said, y'all y'all pay a little extra and fly first class, okay? Now, 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 now what about third class, Brother John? Now, there's a third class. I have to give it a third class. Somebody said, I ain't never heard of third class. Oh, oh there's a third class. So somebody said, no, no, no. I'm going to give them to you right now. There's a third class. Now, the third class, I had a friend of mine who worked out at FedEx Express. He worked out there in the hub. He loaded the airplane with the cargo, with the look at the luggage and everything that they put on the plane. And by working out there, being a, uh, a, a, a co-worker there, they allowed him, they had the right, they could, they could fly anywhere that that plane went. If they got some kin folks in Florida, they got some kin folks in New York City, they, they, they can go. Wherever the plane go, they can go. But here's the deal. You had to get back there with the luggage. <laughs> 
Can you say it, Basil? I, I know my friend told me that. He said, man, anywhere that plane go, you just talk with your supervisor. You're off that day or week or whatever. You tell them you want to go. You show your badge, your credential. You get back there with the suitcase, with the luggage. And sometimes people, they ship animals. They ship a dog. You, you bought a dog for your son in Florida, and you're going to ship it on the plane. The dog in the cage in the back. You get back there with all that stuff there. You can fly third class, but look where you at. You back there with the luggage. You back there with the suitcase. You back there with the little, the little puppy I bought for Junior. Amen. So I, that's my third class. I, so so y'all know there is a third class on the plane. It's back there with the luggage. But now, there are no third class people of God. There's only two. Y'all got that? The natural man and, amen, the spiritual man. Now, look at Romans, the eighth chapter. Paul talks a little bit more about this man in the eighth chapter of Romans. I'm almost done here. Now, in, in the eighth chapter of Romans, Paul talks about this, 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 this natural man and this spiritual man. And he talks about the penalty and the punishment for being that, 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 uh, uh, that natural man. Verse number one, I want to start there. He said, now there is therefore now no condemnation to them which walk in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life, y'all see in verse two, in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Verse four, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So that natural man is a man that walked after the flesh. He's a worldly man. He's a sinner man. He's a sinner woman. He's a worldly woman. That's a natural man. But you that don't do not walk after the flesh, but walking after the spirit, you are that spiritual man. But check out verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. So those are the two. You that are after the flesh, you, you were, you're a worldly-minded man, a worldly-minded woman. You're going to do the thing that the world does. You that are walking after the spirit, you're going to strive to please the spirit, strive to do the thing that the Holy Spirit wants us to do. And those are the two. And so, uh, but check out verse number six. For to be carnal mind, now here is the danger. We understand very clearly that there's only two classes of folk, but I, Paul goes a little further in talking about the natural man, the spiritual man, and the carnal mind of man. Here is the danger of being where you shouldn't be. For verse 6 says, For uh, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I thank God for life today. Somebody said, Lord, I thank you for life, and I thank you for peace. So, so those that are colonel, those that are colonel, they just worldly people. They just sinners. To be that way is death. So if, if, if the, if the colonel-minded person wasn't the same as the natural person, why Paul put the verdict of death upon them, eternal death, they both going to die and go to hell. 
the carnal-minded man, the carnal-minded woman, and the natural man and the natural woman, both going to die and go to hell. The only one that's going to see Jesus and have life and peace is the spiritual-minded man. Because they both the same, y'all. They both the same. Don't let nobody fool you. They both the same. So I thank God for being spiritual today. But he said, but to be carnal-minded is death. But, there it is. Somebody said, but. I thank God there's a but in there. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I thank God we are spiritual. Yes, I am spiritual. I'm a spiritual man. You are a spiritual woman. And I love the thing that be of God. And I thank God for the life and the peace that God has put within us. I mean, it's life and peace that passes. All understand. Folk don't understand. In the trouble that's in this world, we can be peace. We can have peace and be so happy within ourselves. I go to sleep at night. I'm not going to be troubled about what's going on in this world because Jesus said the peace that I give you, what? It's not like the peace that the, give, the world gives. The peace that Jesus gives will let me lay down and say, God got it all in his hand. Then you had got a song that he got it all in his hand. This and that. Whatever it is, God got it all in his hand. So I thank God for peace today. And you, you, you have peace in your spirit. God got it all in his hand, brothers and sisters. But to be spiritually minded is peace. Don't you want that? This is what I want. I don't want to be troubled. I don't want to be tossed and toiled and thrown around and up and down and level with the ground. I just want peace, y'all. I just want peace and, 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 and life and a good life in Jesus Christ. And that's what he promised us. Jesus said, I came that what? That you might have life and that you might have what? More abundantly. Lord, I, I want this abundant life. This is a good life. Don't let nobody fool you. Living for the Lord, this is a good life, y'all. So I heard folks say, I'm living my best life. And some of them, they lying. Their best life is out there doing something every day. That's not your best life. That, that's a life that you might enjoy. Y'all follow what I'm saying? It's a different than living a life that you enjoy than living your best life. Your best life is when we give our life to Jesus Christ. But the life that you enjoy is a life where you have fun, where you're out there doing all the wrong thing. That you, you call that your best life. It's not your best Cain did not give God his best. Abel did. Abel did. And so we live in our best life now when we give our life to Jesus. This is my best life. When I say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I surrender to you. I give my life to you. That's my best life. This is your best life, brothers and sisters. Don't let the devil fool you. You look better. Don't look, you look a whole lot better now. The Bible said, I mean, we, the song said, uh, you know, I, I may not look like what I've been through. You think about what we've been through in life when we was out there with the devil. Lord, have mercy. You don't look like that no more. God know how to take us. And when we was out there, he cleaned our lives up. He made something out of us. Some of us were nothing and nobody. Some of us were down on our, uh, 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 I don't want to say look, but we were just down in life and, 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 and in a bad state. I, I knew men, I know a man right now that used to eat out the garbage can. Eat out the dumpster, crawling in out of the dumpster, trying to find him food to eat. And I know that I know that man. God, he gave his life to Jesus. And God blessed that man, cleaned him up. God gave that man a good job. And that man went on to school and got a little, little education. And God made that man the president of the bank. I know him personally. 
president of the bank. He went from eating out of the dumpster to be a president of a bank, a local bank, right here in the city of Memphis. And he told me, he said, Thomas, if you ever want a car, and everybody will turn you down, if you want a car, come to me. I'll put you through. And he was, he was, look at the life he lived. A lot of us, when you look at folk background, that's why I, I understand now when people say, you don't know my story. Folk talk about you and they say this and that, but you don't know my story. When you see people doing well in life and you, you, you get jealous of them, but you don't know their story. You don't know how people suffered. You don't know what people went through. Amen. You know, the way they look now and the way y'all doing now, well, it ain't always been like that. It ain't always been like that. We've been through something. And so God, we living our best life right now because I gave my life to Jesus. The Lord has turned my life around. The blessing of the Lord is upon you, man. The blessing of the Lord is upon you, my sister. It's in your life right now because you have allowed God, Jesus Almighty, to turn your life around. The blessings of God are up on the righteous right now. I'm living my best life. I look my best right now. Yes, you looking your best. And you know what? And if we go on and stay with the Lord, it's going to get better as we go. That's what I like about Jesus. It gets better as we go. It's good right now, but it's going to get better. When we see Jesus, when we get with him, it's going to get better than this. Amen. You can't beat eternal life. And so he said before, verse 6 said, for to be carnal of mind, it is death, but to be spiritual of mind, it is life and peace. But look at verse number 7. Because, because the carnal mind is enemy against God. Y'all see what it said? The carnal mind is enemy against God. Now notice here. Notice how Paul strived right here. The carnal mind is enmity against God. Now remember when we read in Corinthians, he said, A natural man receive not the things of God because uh, they are spiritual discern. He don't know them. He don't understand them. He re the natural man reject God. And right here in Roman, Paul said the same thing about the carnal mind of man. The carnal mind of man is an enmity against God. He's God's enemy. So the colonel man of man is God's enemy, and the natural man is God's enemy. My Lord, thank you. They one or the same. They both in the same boat. Throw both of them in the same boat. There ain't going to be no third class. It ain't but two. They both in the same boat. For the colonel man of man is enemy God. For, and check this out. And is not subject to the law of God. There it is. Neither indeed can be. So he can't do God's will. They, I don't know. He might be in church. He might be over there beating on the drum. He might be singing in the choir. He may be hipping out in the, the deacon. Maybe a usher at the door. But 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 he's still colonel. She's still colonel. And they're not subject to the things of God. And neither indeed can be. But we got to come on out of that colonel state. I, I thank God for bringing me up out of that colonel state of mind that I once was in. And you all thank God that he brought you also up out of that colonel mind in that colonel state that you was in. And Paul went on the right. He said, and such were some of you. Oh, yeah, we, we were there at one time. We were there. We were there. We were there. And I thank God I'm not there no more. Somebody, I, I moved from my old house. Amen. I moved, y'all. And I, I want y'all, I want y'all, I believe y'all moved too. You don't stay to that just no more. No, you don't stay there no more. I used to stay in Frazier. I stay on Covenant Pike now. <laughs> I moved, y'all. Amen. And some of y'all, y'all moved too. I know y'all, y'all used to hang out down there. Amen. Down on Broadway. 
But y'all moved. And that's what it's all about. That's what this Christian life is all about. Y'all move. I thank God y'all move. Amen. I love you now because you moved. So when you were standing over there, I couldn't hardly visit you. <laughs> Didn't want to come to your house. Amen. And so I thank God that we all have moved. So the current of mine, man, can't be subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So verse 8 said, so then they that are in the flesh, that current of mine, man, that, that natural man, they can't please God. Man, you can't do nothing for the Lord. For, for you are not in the flesh, but you are in the spirit. And if so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of God, he is none of his. Whether he be a kernel minded man, whether he be a natural man. If you don't have Christ's spirit, you don't belong to him. I thank God we have Christ's spirit today. There's only two classes of people. Y'all got that? On two clear. And I thank God we are in there. We are that spiritual minded person that the Lord talks about. We receive the things of God. We love God. Somebody said, Lord, I love you. I love you because you first loved me. God is so good, my brother. God is so good. I thank God. God got us and he going to take care of us no matter what the world do. God got us. Amen. Why? Because, amen, we are his people. We are the sheep of his pastor. Give the Lord a hand praise. God bless you. God bless you. God is so good. So God is good and his word is good and we just love him today. We are his people. Amen. So we're going to get ready to let you go. Amen. God bless you for uh, listening so attentively. Amen. Now we understand. So I want you to know this. Don't don't listen. A lot of, a lot of these people, don't, don't let them fool you. They may have a lot of... Uh, uh, things in front of their name a DR, a doctor and they may have some behind their name a BS or a DDD behind their name doctor of this, doctor of divinity doctor. don't let that fool you, that don't matter it don't matter, the Bible said the common people heard him gladly, you know what just the common people, just a regular old folk they receive God with open arms but the people that with all that other stuff, it's hard for him to be saved, the Bible said uh, not many wise and not many noble except the Lord but the common people they opened their arms and opened their uh, hearts to the Lord and the Lord came in I thank God for being amen just a regular man amen a regular man it's going to be hard for a lot of the uppity folks to go to heaven they too uppity y'all see what I'm saying I'm not saying they can't go but they got to come down and humble themselves it's going to be hard for them to go uh, they got to come down and humble themselves Amen. At the foot of Jesus. God bless you. It's my prayer. All right. We're going to let you go. Uh, hope I said something to encourage your heart today. If you will, join us on next time. Lord's willing, Wednesday night. We're looking forward to uh, speaking with you for, for shortly for a few minutes in our Bible. So join us then if you can. Amen. Uh, in Jesus' name is always my prayer. God bless you. Till next time. Goodbye, my brothers and my sister. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.